Well, welcome to Christmas Eve at the Vineyard. It is so good to be with you. My name is Kurt. I'm one of the pastors here. What a great time. Y'all sound amazing. You having a good night so far? Good. Yeah. I'm just over here uh, enjoying so much your participation in this night. And that is actually what this night is all about. Tonight speaks to the reality of God's love and life revealed in Jesus. God participating with us and inviting us to participate in his story. And nothing will ever be the same. The scriptures open with this refrain, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and nothing was ever to be the same. Paul writes in Galatians, in the fullness of time, Christ came, born of a virgin, and nothing was ever to be the same. And in the end, we read in Revelation 21, Christ will return, and nothing, I mean nothing, will ever be the same. It's good news. It's a story worth retelling and revisiting year after year after year. And I assume you've heard this story, but if this is your first time, I've got good news for you. This is a story that is meant to change everything. What we see in this amazing story is a God who is always the same, on a mission of love to transform the world and make all things new so that nothing will ever be the same. He created in the beginning. He's been creative in this middle part, and he will create a way in the end. God is our hope. God is our life. And God is our redemption. And in our lives, when we encounter the love of God, nothing is ever meant to be the same. Genesis 1, 1 through 3, I've read it a little bit, I'll read it more fully here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, and God said, let there be light. And there was light, and nothing was ever the same. You keep reading in Old Testament in Daniel 4, there's this declaration by somebody who had encountered the work of God in their own life, and it says this, it is my pleasure to tell you about the miraculous signs and wonders that the Most High God has performed for me. How great are his signs, how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures from generation to generation. And later in that book, we get this more to the story that there's this work, this redemptive trajectory of God. And it says, then the sovereignty, power, and greatness of all the kingdoms under heaven will be handed over to the holy people of the Most High. And his kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom. And all rulers will worship and obey him. And nothing will ever be the same. In Isaiah 9, we get this encouragement. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep, deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be 
on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. It's good news. There will be no end. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on forever. And nothing will ever be the same. And if you're worried about your kind of effort to make all this happen, it's okay. Be free. Because it says the zeal of the Lord. The reality of the life and the power and the majesty and the heart and the zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. Micah 5.2, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrathath, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Tonight, I want you to see that the movement and the love and the life of God is declared in the Old Testament just like it is in the New Testament. The whole of Scripture proclaims the good news of God's kingdom story, saying nothing will ever be the same. And maybe this is part of the story you've heard before. In the New Testament, Luke writes to us in Luke 2, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. Everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified, rightly so. I mean, wouldn't you be? You'd be like, what's going on? This is crazy. And nothing would ever be the same. The angel said to them, do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And nothing was ever to be the same. And then suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. 
Friends, a story we keep telling year after year after year is a story worth telling again and again and again because your life is meant to tell this story. Your life is meant to step into this story and begin to declare the glory and the majesty and the power of God. Will you allow your life and your faith to tell this story today to someone who needs a fresh witness, to someone who maybe needs an angelic encounter? Maybe they'll get you, and nothing will ever be the same. Will you embrace this story of old and allow it to do a new thing? Because maybe you're in a spot in your life where you need a new thing. Maybe as we look around, we realize we need that ancient one, the one who has been there since it all got started to come and do a new thing so that nothing will ever be the same. I wonder if we'll be like the angels. Will we be like the shepherds? Will we join in the song that will never end? Because the song we were just singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord our God. Worthy, worthy, Jesus Christ, the saving one, is the anthem of heaven. It is the song of eternity where we will bow before Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and worship together. And nothing, nothing will ever be the same. Much like the characters of this first Christmas story, I think there's a challenge to us. And the challenge is three really simple things that will take all the humility and courage that you can muster. The first will be to hear. The second to believe. And the third to obey. See, I think we step into this story that God is beautifully writing through all the time when we have the humility to hear to hear the story of God and realize I am not God. The humility to hear, to acknowledge God, you are God, I am not. I hear you being proclaimed throughout all creation. I hear you being proclaimed throughout all time. I want in on what you're doing. I have heard the good news that is cause for great joy. And then it's the humility to believe. And I think Mary gives us a remarkable example of this. Do other characters throughout the Christmas story, the birth story of Jesus. Mary's response is this, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And in that, her life and her countenance was to believe the word of God. And then the humility to obey. The shepherds who were just hanging out in the field, minding their own business. You ever been minding your own business? You're like, I didn't want that. I didn't ask for this. That encounter with the living God, to worship much like the shepherds did with this response of let's go. Let's go see this thing that God's talking about. Let's go be a part of this story that God's writing. Let's go to hear, to believe, and to obey so that nothing in our lives would ever be the same. Because the love of God revealed in Jesus, poured out by the Holy Spirit, means nothing will ever be the same. So I'm curious about your own story. Because if you read the Christmas story, if you read the birth story of Jesus, you realize people had to make a decision. 
They had to decide to trust. They had to decide to participate. And I think that is the greatest challenge that we all face is will we make a definitive decision to step into the story of God and let God be God and let us be part of the story he's writing, to be redeemed ones, to be the saved ones, to be the healed ones. And so tonight I believe there might be some of us that need to make a definitive decision about your life and about your faith story. And if this whole story is true, then we will stand in the presence of God when it's all said and done. And I think in that moment, my hope is that I will see a God I've known and walked with, and I will just begin to declare, holy, 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 worthy, 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 you are Jesus, my Lord. You are Jesus, our Lord, for it's good news for all the people. And so if you're exploring faith tonight, you're on this faith journey, I think that there might be an opportunity for you to stand tonight in a definitive way. And here's what I mean. When I was like five or six years old, I gave my life to Jesus in the home with my family. When I was 10, I got baptized. When I was 18, I was on a dock on Table Rock Lake in Branson, Missouri, summer of 2003. And on that dock, I made a definitive decision to stand and go all in and say, God, my entire life is yours. I have heard, I have believed, and I want every day in front of me to be a day of faithful obedience. I am all in. Your love has poured out your life for me, and I return my life to you. That is the invitation tonight. A definitive night that you would know, and maybe tonight is that night, and you're going to stand, and you're going to know, I've been a part of church, and I've had this faith, but I have not been all in. I still reach for control. I still say, ah, I got this one, God. And I will tell you this, on that dock, it was not a decision about a professional career, because I did not want to do this when I was standing on that dock. It's okay for a pastor to say that. It was not about a relationship decision. It was not about a financial decision. It was not about a career path. It was not about any other thing. It was about my entire life being trusted into the hands of the creator because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus was there and he has been there throughout it all and he came in the fullness of time and is here and he will come again and he wants you to be part of that story. And maybe tonight for one of you or more of you, it's the night to stand like I did on that dock. But I'm going to show you how easy it is. We've got some kids. Man, the kids have been amazing tonight. We've got kids in the house. You're, you're surprised. You're like, I haven't heard them. They're here. Let me hear you. If you're younger than like, if you're a kid or a kid at heart, let me hear you scream. You can scream in church. It's okay. Scream real loud. Okay, here's what I need. This is how easy it is to step into the story of God. We have a free gift for the kids. This is not a trick, and it's not candy, okay, parents? It's a free gift. So I've got some help from the Vineyard Kids team. Where are they? Yep, Mary's coming. If you would like to get a free gift, I want you, a kid, to come. And parents, you might need to help them. If you trust your kids, send them solo. If you think they're going to run, walk with them. I'm telling you, kids, come on, come on. If you want it, come get it. God has already made his definitive decision for you. He has come for you in Jesus. He has come for you in Jesus, and he just says, I will give you my life. Do you want it? 
So here in just a minute, we're going to have our candlelight portion of this service, and our kids are going to help us. Y'all go ahead and break those things open. They are our lightsabers. Parents, this is so they don't have to hold open flame. If you did not get a candle when you came in, a team's going to come and they're going to make candles available. But here's what's going to happen. Here in just a minute, we are all going to be standing. But I felt like I should give you the chance to stand. If you know tonight is the night, you're saying yes to the love of God. I realize this will take a lot of courage. Here's the thing. I'm already standing with you. You're not standing alone. You're in a community of people who realize we need God. That's why we're here. I stood on a dock in Branson, Missouri. And the greatest gift I could give you is relationship with the living God. And you might go, but I don't, I don't, it doesn't all make sense to me yet, Kurt. It won't. It won't. That's not the point. The point is not that you've figured it out. The point is you've figured out you're not God. And the love of God has been revealed to you in Jesus. And you can be a part of that story. And you can then have a relationship with God where he will show you more and more who he is. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And just to be really clear, if you stand as a decision of faith tonight, it says all of heaven goes crazy and they start rejoicing over you. And I'll give you one out. If you want to stand tonight, you go, I just know tonight's the night. But you don't want to stand alone. Just squeeze the hand of a friend next to you or make a new friend and say, stand with me. And you can leave the room to guess which one is making a decision of faith tonight. But God knows and he loves you. And then we're going to have the entire room stand behind you. We're not trying to force anything to happen, but I will tell you the greatest gift I could give you is relationship with Jesus. It has changed my life and nothing. Nothing is ever to be the same. And if that just makes sense to you tonight, I just invite you to stand with me. You just know you're all in. And when you stand tonight, it'll, make, it'll just be really good practice for what eternity is going to be like. Just standing in God's presence among a family and a community. Okay. So I'm going to invite everybody to stand. Because what God is doing in your heart right now is about you and the living God saying, I love you, I'm for you. And here's the story you're stepping into. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Everything that has been made was made through Him. And the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory. You were created in the image of God. You've been created for relationship with God. And from this day forward, you get to walk out his love and his life in you so that nothing will ever be the same.